Hey, everybody, this is Joe Chavaria, and you are listening to the Credit Agents Podcast. If you've gotten value out of these episodes, please, please, please rate this podcast and share with other people you think it'll help. Thanks for listening. What score you really need to buy a house, how to use other people's money to buy yourself a house and how to get prepared and ready to buy your first house. I'm Joe Chavaria, and this is another episode of Cup of Joe. So today, the topic at hand, what I want to really dive into is how you can buy a house with bad credit and no money down. So let's talk about scores. So, you know, how to buy a house with bad credit. Let's start there. So you don't have to have perfect credit. Now, I know many of you may not fully believe that anyway, but there is a small subset of the market that does believe you need to have perfect credit to buy a house. And by perfect credit, meaning, you know, 700 credit scores or better and no negative information, period. Um, or even having a foreclosure in the past. Some people believe having a foreclosure in the past, their chances of buying another house are done or even bankruptcy. They're never going to have a chance. I'm here to tell you there is hope for you. There is second and even third chances for 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 you guys. And so if you if you are a first time home buyer and your concern is around your credit, let me just kind of kind of dive in on that a little bit more. So you kind of have a little bit more peace of mind, a little bit more confidence to, to not give up on your piece of the American dream and to really set some goals for yourself and set out to accomplish this. So let's start off with scores. So first and foremost, most mortgage lenders want to see at least a 580 to do anything. And by 580, I mean FICO mortgage. So if you are looking at your credit scores online, if it's if it's a Vantage credit score, um, which most credit scores online like Credit Karma will provide you with a Vantage 3.0 score, those aren't the scores that the banks and the mortgage companies are gonna actually be looking at. They're gonna be looking at your FICO mortgage credit scores. So to find out what your FICO mortgage credit scores are, you want to go to myfico.com. I'll put the link in the subscription in the uh, description below. Now, this is we're not an affiliate of myfico. We, they don't, you know, pay us anything to say that. It's just a great website to go and get your FICO mortgage scores. They do have a fee to get your your FICO credit scores, but just it's good to know where you stand FICO mortgage-wise before you just submit an application to the bank or to a loan officer. Let them letting them run credit, knowing that your score is not there, not strong enough just yet to be able to qualify. Again, you don't even have perfect credit. 580 is still considered bad credit. It's not considered okay. It's not considered considered good. It's considered bad. So. With the 580 score, um, some lenders that offer VA loan products. Um, so if you're a veteran, if you serve this country, first and foremost, we appreciate your services. And if you serve this country and you haven't used your VA benefits, one of your benefits would, would help you with financing your house, where that means you get nothing down. It's it's basically 100% financing if you uh, serve this country and you haven't you haven't used your, your VA benefits. So that's one way to get uh, and you don't need to have perfect credit for that. Typically, lenders that do the VA loan product, they want to see at least about a 580 credit score to have a discussion to begin the process. Um, but if you're going FHA, 
If you get an FHA loan, typically lenders that do FHA, they want to see somewhere around 600, some 620, some right around 640, and which is still considered bad credit by FICO standards. And you can actually get approved or you can at least get the pre-approval process started. Now, the lower your credit score, I want to throw that out there. The lower your credit score is, the maybe the higher the, the interest rate may be, but not tremendously, but it will be higher, which does make a difference over a 30-year loan, um, or the lower the debt-to-income ra uh, debt ratio requirements may be. So even though you may have a lower score, there may be some other areas that will be a little bit harder to, to pass through um, just because they're allowing you to come in at a lower score, but to kind of prevent you know something, you know, really bad happening with the loan, like a foreclosure or what have you, they may have like a lower debt to income ratio requirement. Maybe instead of seeing like 55% debt to income, maybe they want to see about 43% debt to income ratio. That's typically pretty common. You know, if you're trying to get approved for a mortgage loan that, that requires a lower, or that can that can start off with a lower credit score, something else is going to give, they're going to probably want to see a higher, higher debt, a lower debt to income ratio, um, or the interest rate may be a little bit higher. But Again, you don't need to have perfect credit. And by the way, guys, my disclaimer that I forgot to mention earlier in this video, um, I am not a licensed loan officer. I'm not a financial planner. I'm not an attorney. So none of this is mortgage advice. I'm not giving any, any pre-quoted interest rates. I'm not giving any financial advice or any legal advice. You definitely want to seek the expertise of an attorney, of a mortgage lender or financial planner if you have any questions around that. But I'm speaking from pure experience and knowledge and what I've witnessed from the mortgage industry and typically what they look for to, to approve people. So that's how, from, from a score perspective, again, you don't need to have perfect credit to qualify as long as you have right around a 580. Some can do 520. I've seen some lenders go as low as 520. But standard, what I'm seeing very commonly is right around 580 to 640. You can get a start the process of a, an FHA loan or a VA loan if you're a veteran. And uh, and so that's typically the score that, that's necessary. Now, second point I want to discuss would be how to use other people's money. Okay, so where let's say down payment is an issue. So let's say credit score is not so much of an issue. Let's say the financial aspect of it all, the down payment is an issue. Kind of going back to my first point around you don't need to have perfect credit. You don't need to have a lot of money down either. Some people believe you have to have 20% for a down payment in order to qualify. And that's not necessarily true. You don't need to have that much money. Of course, it's not, there's nothing wrong with that. If you have been saving, um, of course, it's not a bad idea to put a bigger down payment if it will help you lower your rate, get a better loan, have a lower payment. Totally good. That's that's definitely a good thing. But if you don't have 20% down or even 10% down, don't get discouraged. There is hope for you and there's options for you. So there are government-backed programs, whether it be in your state or in your county, that that offer incentives for for buyers who have uh, below median income. So, for example, I'm in Harris County, and last time I checked, the median income in Harris County was right around seventy-seven thousand a year. So, if you fell below that, I think it's about five percent below that, you'd qualify 
for some type of grant that the city was offering. I don't remember all the specifics, and this is why you want to speak to a licensed loan officer about this. But the generality of the program was the grant would be given to the individual that's buying the house. It would be really applied towards the the closing costs or down payment that would be required. So let's say that you're getting an FHA loan and let's say that the lender is requiring three and a half percent down for the down payment. There are grants out there that can cover three percent of that 3.5 or even four percent of that 3.5. So there's even a possibility that you could even get money back at closing. But let's assume that you qualified for three percent Um, grant right and so that leaves 0.5 left open that's uncovered but you just let's say your down payment was going to be 10 grand for the house that you're buying and you had to that was your down payment right but then the 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 grant that's being applied towards the loan from the from the county let's say that covers about eight and a half right so now you only need to come to the table with 1500 not bad right a lot better than 10 grand and there's some ways to even get that 1500 covered, right? Talk to the loan officer and see if there's anything they can do about closing costs. Talk to your realtor and see if the realtor can help negotiate for some seller concessions, right? Let's say that it is a buyer's market. Let's say properties are sitting on the market a lot longer and sellers are, tr- are getting more motivated to sell the property. You may have a seller that's willing to cover some closing costs or you know help out with anything in regard to the, the transaction closing and that can help cover the remaining balance or you know anything left over that the, the the grant did not cover so there's ways to get into a house with little to nothing down again speak to a licensed loan officer about what programs are available in your county and in your state and see what you're eligible for and talk with your realtor to find out hey, what seller concessions exist? What's the track record with that realtor? And I mean, realtors, I love them, they're, they're, but they're, they're, they're so, there's so many of them, right? So how do you decide if you're getting a good realtor? Well, ask for your, your realtor's resume, ask for their history, find out if they, you know, what's their track record experience with getting seller concessions, right? You know, how many times were they able to negotiate to get the seller to help cover some closing costs or to help do with some repairs or whatever? Like you want to find out how good of a negotiator your realtor is, right? So find that information out and have everybody go to work for you. You're the consumer here and they should be really working for you, right? Because once you buy a house, you put a lot of people to work. You put that loan officer to work because they earn a commission when the deal closes you put the bank to work that's providing all the funds and earning money on the interest and all the people that the bank employs you're putting the realtor to work and the realtor's family to work you're putting contractors to work a lot of forces go to work behind the scenes once you buy a house and there's a lot of value there so make sure that you're getting the help that you need make sure your loan officer is bending over backwards and finding out every single program that's out there to really help you and make sure your realtor is also going to bat for you as well trying to get as many seller concessions as as possible to help you cover down payment. Now, we'll throw this out there when it comes to these programs, these grants that are out there. A lot of them you don't pay back. A lot of them are forgivable, but it it does tend to make the interest rate be a little bit higher. So let's say, hypothetically, if you did not get the, the, the grant, let's say your interest rate was 4%. And then let's say with the grant applied, your interest rate is now 4.25%. 
Okay, so don't don't worry about it going from four percent to seven percent or ten percent. It's not going to be that extreme. Um, of course, again, always talk with the loan officer, but um, it's very I've never seen that happen. It's usually like a quarter per, uh, percentage higher, maybe even a, even smaller than that higher. But do count on the interest rate being um, a little bit higher if you're using outside funds, if you're using a grant or grant money to help buy down or help pay for your down payment. And last but not least, what I want to talk about is how to get prepared. Okay. So I like to tell everybody that's getting ready to buy a house, knowing that these programs exist, is pretend like they don't. Okay. So pretend like you have to have the best credit. Pretend like you have to have a lot of money down. Act as if and shoot in that direction. And so therefore, if you're shooting to have the highest score possible, let's say your credit needs a little bit of work, make sure all your credit cards are paid down. Make sure that if you have any lingering collection accounts that are out there that you settle to get them removed or you try to dispute them to have them removed. Make sure you don't have a ton of inquiries the last six months. So do some things to kind of clean up your credit to ensure you have the highest score possible before you apply for a loan. A little side note there, if you have some open credit cards and you have some balances, make sure you get your credit cards paid down between one and 7% of what the total credit limit is. I don't recommend paying them completely off. And the reason why I don't is because when it comes to your utilization component of your FICO score, which accounts for roughly 30% of your score, the perfect utilization by FICO standards is a one to 7% utilization rate. So what that means, let's say you have a $1,000 credit card as opposed to paying it completely off, if you can get the balance between $10 and $70, right in that range, that is the best utilization to have. And therefore, by having the best utilization, that's gonna help you have the highest score possible at the time that you're applying for a mortgage loan. So I'd say about a month before you actually apply for your mortgage loan, do every for one check out your scores via my fico verify your fico mortgage score so you kind of know before you're going into it what your fico mortgage scores are and two do everything you can possible to get those balances in that range about a month i say a month before you really apply because it takes it could take anywhere between a couple weeks maybe up to a full month depending on when that credit card company or credit card companies send the information to the credit reporting agencies and it reflects on your on your credit report so I'd, I'd, I would wait about a good you know three to four weeks before you actually apply after you pay those accounts down so when you do apply you have the highest score possible at that moment and if you have the highest score possible at that moment that could make a difference in your interest rate which could save you a lot of money per month and a lot of money over the lifetime of your loan another thing you want to do as relates to down payment is pretend like you're not going to get a grant pretend like you're not going to get some kind of assistance or seller concessions this way it kind of forces you to start saving some money this is going to be a good um, habit that you'll begin to form because when you're going from renting or even staying with folks and then all of a sudden you got a mortgage payment this is serious responsibility you want to make sure that you have savings set aside for a rainy day you're able to afford the mortgage payment so look at your budget look at what your what your what your expenditures are and find ways to start cutting some costs down start saving some money um, as if you're going to have to put a down payment and if for whatever let's say you do qualify for some kind of grant or outside assistance 
payments and you don't have to put any money down. It's nice to have that option that if you wanted to put the down payment, you could, or if you did and you want to just kind of keep that money in savings and just let it continue to grow, maybe buy some furniture for the house instead of financing it, maybe have some money set aside for any day, maybe have about two or three mortgage payments set aside in savings in the event of a job change or a job loss that your your mortgage is still going to be paid on time. You know, that's that's definitely a good thing. A lot of people want to rush into the house because it's immediate gratification. Some people want to impress their friends and, you know, they see people on Facebook buying houses left and right. And I want to be that person. I want to be just like that. Hey, do it on your own time. Don't rush it. This is a big investment for you and your family. Take your time with this and really plan accordingly. Work on your credit. Get your scores up as high as possible. Save some money. Pretend like you're not going to get any kind of help or any kind of assistance. And then when the time is ready, reach out to a licensed loan officer in your area. Ask them about these programs. Reach out to a licensed realtor in your area. Find out about their history with seller concessions and what they can do with that and how aggressive they are and how much that, you know, how much are they willing to help you with the sales price and so on and so forth. And, and pick the best one and, and let them go to work for you. Now, if you need any help with your credit, um, we are taking on new clients. My, my, my team and I are happy to thoroughly review your credit report with you, inspect it for any inaccurate information, anything that doesn't belong there, something that's hurting your credit score, and give you a good game plan, a good solid game plan that in the next two to four months that it can really you know help boost your credit scores or really make a difference to your credit report, which would help you um, in turn get, get a better interest rate or get approved in general for, for a mortgage or for your, for your home loan down the road. And thanks for tuning in. I'm Joe Chavaria. I'll see you on the next video. Hey guys, just want to say thank you so much for listening to the Credit Agents Podcast. If you received any value of any of these episodes, please, 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 por favor, rate this podcast and share it with other people you'll think it'll benefit. Again, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cup of Joe. I'll see you on the next one, guys.